and welcome to Head Cannon Fodder. My name is Jess. My name's Helen. And this is a podcast about the burial gaze trope because queer people keep dying and we're not okay with it. <laughs> it sucks. That's pretty much it. Um, and today's episode is about Klexa from... from the 100! Instead of the 100, which is what I thought it was called. Not the 100! It's not my fault. I, I've never seen it, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so this podcast has basically started because I recently decided to binge faking it, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen at the end, and the fact that it was going to be cancelled and that it was cancelled... It was and a I, stupid decision. Yeah, and I still <laughs> still put myself through it. Um, and I decided I wanted some closure, so I had a Google um, and found that there was an interview with the executive producer of the show, and he said, oh, you know, uh, Karma and Amy will probably end up together. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, if that's how you want it to be, stop reading. So, of course, I read on. <laughs> and he was like, but they, it wouldn't have... It wouldn't have worked out. They wouldn't have worked out. And I think that is bullshit. <laughs> so we decided to make a podcast where we take um, terrible endings to good shows and we fix them. I love that we're making a podcast about Kalexa because I've never listened to a podcast and you've never seen The Hundred. <laughs> so between us, we're doing well. <laughs> I mean, I've seen bits of... The hundred. You did a crash course. Yeah, I did a crash course about an hour ago. <laughs> um, and, and I, I, okay, this is what I know. Okay, Lexa's the one with the terrible eye makeup. Clark is the one who's not Australian but is Australian. And there's a chair made of sticks. <laughs> and that's what I know about <laughs> the hundred. I didn't even know how to fucking say it. So that's about all there is. Um, so, yeah. How does it happen? What happens in the hundred? Okay, so you've got the basic premise of the show is that there's been a there was a nuclear explosion, zins, nuclear explosions on Earth, and so to survive it, everybody went into space. Uh, I can't remember what's wrong with the spaceship, but something's going on with the spaceship. So essentially, they need to find out whether or not the Earth is inhabitable again. Space is gay. Future. Continue. <laughs> I hate you. But we're in the future. So, and this is the bit where I'm like, hmm, did I really decide that this is a show I want to watch? Because they decide to send down, like, children, a hundred children, (laughs) (laughs) to Earth to see if the world is inhabitable. I mean, if we've we've learned anything from the first, what, two minutes of this podcast, is that adults aren't responsible to make good (laughs) life decisions. So maybe that was a good idea. Anyways, they get on the ground, discover it is inhabitable, but what do you know? Mm. Other people are on the ground! Wow. Whoa. Edgy. Wait, and are they the grounders? grounders. <laughs> this is an imaginative show. <laughs> I apologise, I'm not trashing this show by any means. I feel like if I'd have watched it, I would have enjoyed it. No, but I... by, by the time I realised that it was a show I wanted to watch... The leading lesbian was dead, (laughs) and I decided absolutely not. Okay, so yeah, so then they land on the ground, and uh, basically the show is about the fallout of of that, and what happens, and the relationships between the people, and just, it it has a huge focus on moral issues, like the the Mm -hmm. biggest kind of, uh, do you mind if I, um, I'm going to spoil it. I mean, it's a bit late now, but yeah. (laughs) So there's, like, I remember the biggest thing for me is at the end of season two, which is after Clark and Lexa have kissed for the first time, but they're not in a relationship. Oh my god, okay, right. 
An alliance starts between the Grounders and the Sky People. <laughs> called the Sky People. Oh, I love that. Okay, yes. Um, How long do you think that took to think up? Right, we need a name for people who are on the floor and a name for people who aren't. Hmm. Okay. Uh, maybe it was in the book, though. That's what I hope. Because if they there was a book. Yeah, it's based on Christ. Book. Okay. Because if it's genuinely just a writer's room, I'm worried. Okay. Anyways. But Talk to me about Clark and Lexa. Yeah. The point of the podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, then Clark and Lexa reunite in season three, which is amazing. It's amazing. Ask me why. Why? Lexa sends some guy to track down Clark because Clark leaves. So Clark is like the head of the Sky People. Yeah. And after she murders everyone, she essentially has like an internal panic. Mm-hmm. She goes away on this walk. And when you cu- <laughs> when we panic. come back in season three, yes. she's like this grizzled woman covered in muck with a big stick and is like walking through the woods on her own, like learning how to survive. She has sex with this random girl at one point fantastic and like it's just really odd anyway she then gets kidnapped by this dude and she fights tooth and nail and then it transpires that Lexa organized her to be kidnapped and brought to her and it's hilarious oh my gosh amazing it's just great okay okay the and then so, they re- reconcile and, and they get together they get together how long are they together before she gets killed like five Can't minutes remember no 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 like they got together. Like okay. Clark chooses not to leave because she forgives Lexa. Because there's an amazing scene. There's an amazing scene where essentially Lexa gets Clark as the ambassador of the Sky People mm-hmm. or the Sky Crew, as it is in Grounder. Grounder is the language. No, actually, it's called something like Trigadislang or whatever. But nice. that's the language. Um, to pledge her allegiance to Lexa to bring them in as the 13th clan of the Alliance. Okay. Which she does. And then when they're in private, Lexa gets down on her knees in front of Clark and says, I swear fealty to you, Clark, comm Sky Crew. And it's the best! Fantastic. And, like, Clark draws her and it's, oh, my heart hurts. It's just... Okay. Right. The death. (sighs) Yeah. This This is something I actually know about. Um... Purely because I love Buffy. And when it came out, there was just a cry because everyone who had just, just about gotten over the death of Tara saw it again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was a stray bullet as well. Do you know what actually happened? Yes. Yes. So Clark gets... Am I right in saying Clark gets into a fight with this guy and he just decides that he's going to shoot her or something. Titus is, like, Lexa's head advisor. Okay. And he is one of the people who's taught her that yes. love is weakness. Right, And he's okay. got a real issue with Clark. So okay. in order to, in his view, save their way of life and people, mm-hmm. he takes a gun to Clark. Okay. And shoots Mrs. Clark, but hits he, Lexa. Well, he shoots a couple times, doesn't he? He shoots yes, a few times. So. And then Lexa just walks in like, hey, and then she gets shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not as bad as Buffy. Literally, Tara wasn't even outside with the guy who was shooting the gun. She was just stood by a window, and it went through, and uh, Willow was like, oh, what's on your shirt? And Tara collapses, and that's that. But I think... Oh, it hurt. The fact that 
it happened again. The fury came from the build-up of mm-hmm. Clark and Lexa as yeah. a romantic couple. That was um, built up by the writers, uh, the executive producer, and, like, it just... There's a... I think it's a Tumblr blog called We Deserved Better, yeah. which has got screenshots mm-hmm. and everything and like tracks it all because one of the, like one <laughs> here of the writers, are the receipts <laughs> <laughs> kind of because one of the writers was in a forum went in, onto an internet forum mm-hmm. under an Elias and was chatting with fans of the show and then revealed themselves to actually be and like reassuring people okay and it's just that's that terrible happened, and then and then they did that I think it definitely started a lot of things especially on Tumblr oh, yeah I mean LGBT fans deserve better and Clexicon mm-hmm. came off the back of that. Exactly. You know, and they've raised something like I know they've raised at least 200,000 for dollars for the Trevor project. That's amazing. They, oh yeah. Trevor project do some amazing work as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it mm-hmm. it is incredible. Okay, well then here's the question. Do you think it was good that it happened? I will never say yes to that question. <laughs> okay. Because I like for me, mm-hmm. it was my first experience with this. Right, okay. If that makes sense. And it was also one that was particularly important for a whole lot of reasons because it happened at a time when I was working out my own sexuality and all those things mm-hmm. and I was I was in a I was one of the people that was in this precarious position. Mm-hmm. Mentally okay. and all those other things, and had kind of invested in mm-hmm. Lexa and the show because I felt reassured, and then it happened. So I remember it as very raw. Do you think if it was a different show, it would have mattered as much? Because I feel like The Hundred was, although we said it's like kind of for adults, it's like young adults, yes, teenagers kind yes. of thing. Do you think that My, that really impacted well, well, young was, LGBT people? Yeah, I do. And what I was going to say a minute ago is that I think if it wasn't The Hundred, it would have been something else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I, I will never say that it was a good thing because mm-hmm. I don't believe it was a good thing. But mm-hmm. I think what's come out of it has been some amazing things. Yes, exactly. And I think that if it hadn't been the hundred, it would have been something else. But if if you'd asked me that, even like maybe even a year a year ago, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to see it like that because I was still too caught up in the, mm. you know. And I I'm still now. I won't. I will not watch that show past three oh seven. Right. And I, I've never gone back. I understand that. So for sure. Do you think then, sorry, like 20 questions, do you think that the whole preserve your gaze trope now that has <laughs> ricocheted off of this yeah. issue yeah. is good? Because, like, the example that comes to mind for me is Supergirl, because we know whatever happens, Alex Danvers is pretty much safe. <laughs> she will be protected by everyone Especially well, I Kyla have a, Lee. <laughs> I have a thing about this, but I don't know if you want to hear it. No, no, go on, go on. I think that when Batwoman comes out, she'll no longer be safe. Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Because, yeah, but I do, I do think that, 100%. Because and they're going to do the old switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll go like that, but it, exactly. But I think that there is an element of... <laughs> how to phrase this without sounding like a complete dick but it's not it's not that I don't think they're going to do a switcheroo but I don't think that really anybody is safe do you know what I mean yeah no I understand and that. I think as well when part of the issue is um 
I mean, if you're literally just looking at it logically and taking the emotion out of it, mm-hmm. if what you're wanting to tap into is an LGBT plus fan base, and you're currently tapping into that through this one show mm-hmm. with this one character, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're producing another show whose lead is that, yes. you're probably aware of the fact that a lot of the people who tap into show A we'll for the one character to. will go over to show B. So if you then kill off the character in show A, well, that's probably not going to do that much because the people who are there aren't mm. there for that character. Does that make sense? Yes. So they're not going to worry about losing anyone. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I would argue that Alex Danvers particularly would be a powerful character to kill off because yes. of the effect it would have on Kara and the ramifications for the show as a whole. I don't think they will. No. But I think that it would give them the option to if they do produce mm-hmm. Batwoman. See, I, f- I think the issue for me is... I love Alex Danvers. Yeah, and, and, very, and I love Kyla Lee. <laughs> we're doing an episode about Danvers very, very soon because yeah. I think it's very important and I think it is as important as what happened on The 100. I agree. And I think as well, I mean, I know you've seen the interview with Kyla Lee at mm-hmm. Lexicon and she talks about um, the conversation had between Kyla and Greg specifically. There's yes. a bit in it where she's talking about the importance of being an older lesbian yes. and having that realisation older. And she has this really powerful moment where she's telling the story that Greg told her of mm-hmm. this woman who was, I think, 77 or something. That's fantastic, isn't and it? And then realising, well, well, I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Like, no, imagine no. being 77. Yeah. Not, like, I know what you mean. I understand, like, yeah. But, and I, yeah, and so I think Alex is very powerful in that sense. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, we're going to do an episode on that because we have <laughs> We've a, got lot a lot of topic, a little bit there, haven't we? have we? a lot of thoughts and feelings. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what we're going to move on to, because I haven't seen this show and I think this is going to be hilarious, is Helen has come up with a load of quotes. How many quotes have you got? Uh, five in total. Okay, five quotes. Um, how many of those are incorrect? Two. Two quotes out of these five aren't real. And I have to guess which ones I think were actually in the show which ones I think came out of Helen's twisted mind um, <laughs> yeah so do you want to go okay so this first one is Lexa says this to Clark okay I made this decision with my head not my heart that's adorable uh, the second one uh, Clexa says it to Clark and then Clark is responding so Clexa says Clexa <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> Oh, right. So, yeah, Lexa says it to Clark and then Clark is responding. So, Lexa says, you're angry, Clark, but I know you. What you've done haunts you and it's easier to hate me than to hate yourself. (laughs) And Clark says, oh, I can do both. (laughs) I like that. Um, Oh, man, I forgot I'd written this one down. Well, (laughs) Lexa, while on her knees, I swear fealty to you, Clark, on Sky Crew. Well, I know that's real. (laughs) I forgot. Sorry. It's okay, don't worry. Uh... This is Lexa to Clark, one hater, an immature title for an immature woman. <gasps> and wow. Lexa says this to Clark, I'd wish we'd never met Clark Com Sky Crew. <sighs> I want that last one to be true, but I don't know <laughs> if it is. Can I see them or have you written which no, is No, I haven't real? written okay. down which is real, but like, if you can read my writing, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> I think that number two... The whole "you're angry, Clark" one, yeah, isn't real. Okay. And I think the last one isn't real. Interesting. You got one of them right and one of them wrong. Second one's right. 
The second one. Yeah. Okay. You're angry, Clark, but I know you. What you've done haunts you, and it's easier to hate me than to hate it's yourself. Not, it's, oh, it's, I can do both. It's not good because I've read your fanfic, <laughs> so I know the kind of meme you'd put in it, and like the angst. But okay, which one? Which the other one? I don't is? know what you're talking about. <laughs> which one? Which is the other one? Uh, one hater, an immature title for an immature woman. She'd never say that. Do you know why? Why? One hater means commander of death. Oh. <laughs> That's not but fair. I, I lost her technicality. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't know what that meant, so okay. I thought it was funny. Well, that's fine. I like That was cool. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So we've gone over why the death was terrible. Let's talk about our horrendous endings. Now, I don't know what Helen's written for this. But I have so, a little script in front of me, and I haven't I haven't got it. It's, like, face down, so okay. I have no idea what it says. So, essentially, before we talk about how we'd fix this, I decided that I would write an ending that, in a lot of ways, was even worse. <laughs> but Jess has got absolutely no idea what's coming, and she's only going to be able to see it line by line. Who do I get to be? You can choose. Clark or Lexa. Does she rest her ankle at any point while she sat down on her knee? Yes. <laughs> but then I'll be Lexa. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Lexa starts, so you've got to tell her the first one. Okay. Oh, wait, before we begin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just read the first line. <laughs> okay. Before we begin, uh, this is as if this is like just after uh, they've had sex. Brilliant. <laughs> I got that from the first line, which reads Thank you very much for the sex, Clark. It was very enjoyable. You're very welcome. I also enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad. However, I've got some bad news. Oh? I'm afraid I don't think we can be together. Gasp! As dramatically as possible! Why ever not? Well, you see, as a child, my back was sliced <laughs> open and a spidery looking thing, which was actually a piece of technology, was inserted into my body. Thus, I'm pretty sure I'm an alien. <laughs> I'm an alien. You're gonna wanna keep that in your hand. Oh god. What? <laughs> well. You see, as a child, my back was sliced open, and a spidery-looking thing, which was actually a piece of technology, was inserted into my body, thus I'm pretty sure I'm an alien. One more time! <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Well, you see, as a child, my back was sliced open, spidery-looking thing, technology, I'm an alien, I think. Wow! Okay. Yeah, that's a lot to take in. I'm sorry. In fairness, it's probably just as well. What makes you say that? Well, you see, I'm actually in love with Bellamy. The end! <gasps> you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know how I, bad that is. That is cruel. Like, I know who, but that, that is dreadful. <laughs> right. That I is wanted, disallowed. You've been disqualified to, from our podcast. I just wanted to make you read that sentence like seven times. <laughs> okay. That no, was horrible. Okay. You're mean. But how would we fix it? Okay, so I have decided how this should be fixed. Wait, before you tell me this, mm -hmm. are we fixing it in mm -hmm. thinking about... Because obviously the reason... I mean, the reason they killed her off is because Alicia Edmund Carey got the lead in Fear the Walking Dead and so was going to have to leave the show. Mm. So that they had to write her out. Right, of okay. Thing. So are we... Fixing it no. with that... In no. Okay. We're, we're literally <laughs> waving our magic wand, wand. Okay. and we're going to fix it. Okay. And I think my ending will show that. I haven't written it down. This is off the fly. But okay. this is how I feel. So, when the gun is fired at Lexa, 
She uses her ninja abilities to move out the way. The bullet then ricochets around the room, much like it would in an old Western film, and you have that ping noise when it goes ping, ping, and you get like close-ups of it going against a wall, and then like it goes outside, and then it just goes past Tara, and nobody gets killed, and then it just makes its way back to um, anybody who's not Lexa, and it then just kills them dead. Just random, like, like nobody important, like... A lollipop man, or just someone... Not that lollipop men aren't important, just somebody who has no correlation to the show whatsoever. Maybe, like, a little termite or something. And that's what happens. And then Lex is like, phew, that was close. And the guy with the gun's like, oh, I'm out of bullets. And then they arrest him, take him away, and then Clark and Lex are bang into the sunset. That's how I'd fix it. A hundred percent. There would be no other way you're ridiculous. Yeah. That's no. how it would end. Oh, you're telling me your ending's going to be better than that, because no. I don't believe that. No, that would be an amazing ending, but it's also not a realistic ending. <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm not doing a writing degree, okay? I'm not I'm not a pro. My fan fiction's all terrible. It's not. I've read some. It's okay. Thank you. I'll plug it later. <laughs> Um, but ew. <laughs> oh, no. okay. What's your what's your ending that's gonna well, be way better than my it's ending? It's not. It's just a case of you know. Th- I I don't I don't even know if I have one. It's just Helen. I'm not being funny. That's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> so you better bloody hope that you've got one because otherwise you're I going wrote to a one. horrendous one. It's your job to come yeah, up no, with the real right. ones. Okay. okay. No, no, no. But like seriously, if thinking about it in terms of. Because, right, because I was saying to you at one point, I read, when I was doing the research for this, I read an article that was written not long after 307. I think it might have even been a review of the episode kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And the point that they made was that Lexa had to die, which, I mean, I disagree with, but that Lexa had to die because she was kind of a fix-it tool for the writers. Yeah. Like, she had too much power and she agreed with what Clark wanted. So... That had to change. So I guess if I wanted to wave a magic wand and make it, like, okay, Mm. probably what I would have done is something like she'd have... Because she's... Lexa as a character always, always put her people first. Yeah. So I think maybe what would have happened would have been, as a character, she would have realised that... Well, she would have thought that she was no longer fit to rule because she was letting her emotions lead. And because of that, she would have stepped down. Right. And somebody else could have taken over. Probably Indra, because I loved Indra, and <laughs> she's great. And so is the actress. But the, her name has, like, literally just left my head. Damn it, I'm going to have to miss that. Look that up in a minute. But anyways. Um, and, yeah, and then she would have stepped down, but still been involved, probably just as the head of Tree Crew. Mm. And... They could have... Tree crew. That's, so the clans have all got, like, names. Okay. okay so it's spelt cool. differently. It's spelt T-R-I-K-R-U. But okay, okay, their, okay, okay. like, fighting style is based in, like, being in the trees and jumping down and things like that. Stop it. <laughs> like little monkeys. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, my days. I think I'm going to have to watch this show. <laughs> Just do what I did with faking it and be like, oh, but if I watch it, it won't happen. <laughs> Something will happen. I think there could have been a better way of handling it. Like, having a way that she can come back and 
Without her being dead and in a special magical city. Might yeah, be what was all this ball about? Like, I just went and watched this. So from what I gather, something's wrong with Clark and she's inside her own head or something and Lex is there and they're on the steps. Um, but yeah, I think it could have been handled much better and I think that yeah. other shows may have acted differently. This is the other thing. Like, I can remember, I found it a minute ago, again, when I was doing research for this, and it was, here it is, there's a screenshot, again, on um, the We Deserve Better one, which was to, right, I looked up how to pronounce his name. Javier Grigio Markswatch, who wrote the episode, mm-hmm. had Tumblr. And so, after everything else, people were sending, after the episode aired, people were sending him messages. And one of them was... I'm not asking for a discussion of the process. I'm really just looking for a... I'm really just asking a yes or no question. Did you know this trope existed? Referencing bury your gaze. And was it a concern for you while writing? And the response was, I absolutely did. It absolutely was. We discussed it. And yet, in spite of... I've just realised this might not be him. Might be one of the other... It was definitely one of the writers. Okay, fine. Anyway. uh... Oh no, now I lost it. Here it is. I absolutely did. It absolutely was. We discussed it. And yet, in spite of all of our best intentions and conversations, we were naive enough or arrogant enough to believe that the LGB representation in our show and our ability as writers would superate slash redeem our use of the trope. We were wrong. You can't really get a better apology than that. Do you know what I mean? That is, we were aware of the trope. Mm -hmm. We thought we would be able to get around it. We were wrong. We're sorry. Mm -hmm. Like... It shouldn't have happened. And again, this is a case of, you know, when I read it at the time, I was like, ah! but I was also, what, mm. 18? No, 16? I don't know. What were you? Yeah, 16. Baby. And like, nah, you should have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. <laughs> kind of thing. But then that's that's their audience, you know, and they are like young, impressionable yeah. people. Yeah. And the point is that it did cause an upset because of that reason, I think. It's naive to think that that doesn't have that effect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, although an apology is good, by then it's too late. And being aware of the trope is somewhat Worse. ignorant because <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Pass the cookies, kind of thing." <laughs> it'll be fine. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Be fine. So yeah, I think we fixed it. <laughs> I'd say we fix How it. How would we fix it? Lexa would step down as commander and Clark and Lexa would live together happily as the leaders of the respective clans, but not either of them as the leader of the 13 clans. Hmm. There we go. And they'd apparently bang into the sunset. Oh yes, that is the important <laughs> part of this. And somehow that stick chair would come into play. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I think we pretty much have said everything that needs to be said about the hundred. Um, it's, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to Head Cannon Fodder. If you do have any ideas, please send them in because I'm pretty sure those endings were both terrible. Hey! And there are some very creative people out there. So um, you can find us on Twitter and there on are Tumblr. Some amazing people out there. Really? Yeah, some uh, of the fanfic endings are amazing. I think they're one of the most written about. Yeah, they are. Fi- um, pairings. pairings on yeah, they are. AO3. They still have. They still have like people writing. That's Stuff incredible. Now, and it's been what two years? <laughs> mm. I love that. I love that. But then, 
for so for very <laughs> no you we've people, got another episode people don't know this another but episode. i was hardcore for very trash for Ugh. so long and i still am and they still have like there's some amazing fanfics out there still anyway we're gonna have a whole episode about them because they were the ultimate power couple that never happened because of ryan murphy thank you very much for <laughs> listening to head cannon fodder you can find us on Twitter at The Lesbies Takeover. Yeah, or you can find our webzine on Tumblr, The Lesbians Take Over the Internet at thelesbiansline.tumblr.com. Yeah. And we'll see you again next week when Helen doesn't know this, but when we take on for Berry because it's an no. important topic. No. And, that, and that's what our next episode's gonna be about. So see you all next week. Have a great week. Bye. Ciao for now. <laughs>